Hello. Hello. Okay, sweet. We haven't talked in like so long. I don't know what's going on. Like a couple weeks. Yeah. This whole coronavirus thing is uh, a whole ordeal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like getting out of hand. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Uninitiated Movie Podcast, and I'm your host, Avery, with my co-host, Sammy, and uh, basically we go through movies and, I don't know, talk about them and what we think, and basically our whole point of view is we're like film students who are just, I don't know, trying to get our thoughts and opinions out there and uh, talk about poop. Um... And so, yeah, today's movie is The Apartment. Um, I guess I'll go over some, like, basic facts and whatnot. Okay, so yeah. it came out 1960, written and directed by Billy Wilder, and then also written by um, I.A.L. Diamond, which uh, they're frequent collaborators. And then yeah. it was... Oh, sorry, what? I was just saying Yes. Yeah, and then uh, it was distributed by United Artists, and then the budget was three million, and the revenue was twenty four point six million, and then it was nominated for quite a few things, but it won Best Picture, Director, Original Screenplay, and Editing, and it won Best Art Direction and Set Decoration for a black and white movie. Oh, okay, yeah. And then it is also the last movie to win, or last black and white movie to win uh, Best Picture until, until Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, and then, um, go ahead. Uh, I have, so yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 93% critics score and a 94% audience score. IMDb, it has an uh, 8.3 out of 10, and Letterboxd, it has a 4.3 out of 5. Okay, that's pretty great. So, yeah, pretty well received across the board. Um, okay, how did you come across this movie the first time? Um, in term, in what sense? Like, I don't know. Was this movie introduced to you, or did you like go out seeking it? No, like, I don't it know. was. I watched it with my family. It was introduced to me. Mm. Uh, and this, and you've seen it twice now i've seen it five times now oh five okay yeah over like a few years mm-hmm. i watch it i don't know for the past few christmases i've watched it every christmas oh interesting and then i've watched it a couple times outside of the holiday season that's kind of, do you sort of consider it like a holiday movie um, I think yes and no. Like, it's not centered around the holidays, but yeah. I, if you ask me what my favorite holiday movie is, I'd probably say this. Just oh. Um, I mean, like, pretty much the whole thing is based around Christmas and New Year. Yeah. That's interesting. I, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that, but I guess that makes sense. Um... Okay, this is my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I guess I'll go with the start with the opening scene. So when yeah, go ahead. The, when it's like 
a helicopter shot and it's going through like New York and the skyline and uh, oh. Baxter is talking about like a uh, st- statistics on like um on New York on New York and like there's so many yeah. people if you laid them down they'd go all the way to I forgot what country but yeah um I I don't know but I love opening scenes like that that seem kind of random and like mm-hmm. also yeah, I just has... love statistics like that I don't know it's really interesting yeah that is cool for sure and I feel like like it generally doesn't have anything to do with the movie mm-hmm. but I feel like the a he works in like a place where he'd know that kind of thing yeah and then b I feel like just establishing right off the bat like he's in I don't know. I feel like the fact that he's in such a populated city plays into his loneliness a lot. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which is, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. And then let's see. Um. Okay, I guess I'll give a quick rundown about what the movie's about. So basically, mm-hmm. there's this guy, C.C. Baxter. He works at a uh, insurance company in New York City, and he basically he's like climbing the corporate ranks by um allowing his like i don't know if the like managers of the company to uh yeah sleep with other women at his apartment yeah and basically then, use his apartment for like parties and stuff yeah or just and then, with one person yeah and then uh his neighbors think he's like some type of playboy mhm um and then there's this uh, what's her name, Fran, who um, works in the elevators that he at the job he works at, or the building he works at, and um, she, and then he's kind of interested in her, and then that like leads to a crazy path. So I don't know. So when I was watching this, the first like I don't know. 30 minutes I was kind of interested but I was like I don't know this doesn't seem like a like a I don't know like a classic movie to me like it's just Mm -hmm. it's not hitting on those levels and then there's like a switching point and then it's like oh no this movie's like really great and it's like it's hitting on all levels yeah okay yeah I pretty much feel the same I feel like the setup is good but then, like, once you're half an hour in and, like, yeah, there's a couple of switching points that, like, completely, I don't know, they make the movie, like, this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think probably one of them is when he meets, like, the his very top boss. Yeah, when he meets Sheldrake. Yeah. And, like, that whole conversation is a massive switching point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... This probably goes without saying. We'll get into spoilers. Um, And this is kind of one of those. But then another huge switching point, I feel like, is when he realizes... um, Or, like, I guess when the audience realizes, and then later when C.C. Baxter realizes that Fran and Sheldrake are having an affair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then... Or even, no, like, right before that, I think, um, mm-hmm. when a previous girl that um, Sheldrake was messing around oh, with yeah. 
his secretary. Yeah. Tells... Yeah, when she talks to Fran. Yeah. That's a massive switching point for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she, like, goes into a crisis because she thought she was, like, the first and only one. Yeah. And then, yeah, Sheldra gives this, like, shitty excuse that, like, oh, it's different with you. Yeah, when he's like, why does a guy run around with women? It's because he's unhappy at home, and I love you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, and then he's like, it's hard to break up with uh, your wife. You can't just bring it up over dinner. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I guess, yeah, whatever. You're just, like, tagging these women along and... Mm -hmm. Um... So yeah, those are definitely hitting points. And then after this is a major spoiler. After she um takes the sleeping pills, Fran. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, I don't know, like ten minutes where I kind of was like, okay, let's go along. Like I feel like there could have been ten minutes taken out because I was Yeah, there's a little drag. Yeah. Like right after that. Do you mean like um, before he figures it out or once he figures it out? Um like once who, he finds her. Like yeah, Is right after. I feel like Okay, yeah. They're kind of like lollygagging in the in his apartment and I'm like, okay, okay let's yeah. Let's get along. I don't know, that was just me though. Um I kind of get that. A lot of like a, a majority of like the second half of that movie just takes place in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but like based on the situation it's I don't know like when I watched it most recently which so I didn't rewatch it for this but I watched it last month mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah I feel like pretty much every moment in those sequences like is essential mm-hmm. yeah for sure Oh, also, oh, I wrote in my notes. This we're kind of jumping all over the place, but I think it's yeah. fine. Um, when he first starts talking to Fran, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to go to this uh like theater or play?" That's yeah, I got the tickets for. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know your social security and where you live," and I was like, "Oh, like I yeah, thought that was gonna be that part's what the, terrifying." Yeah, I thought that's what the movie's gonna be about. Like him being a psychopath. oh like oh that'd be that'd be such a weird shift yeah that and could then, be a cool movie though yeah and then um I was like is that just a common thing people know and that know your social security and that wasn't a big deal because he could like ruin her life if he had that information now yeah no I think it was a big deal it's just the fact that he works in the um insurance company yeah but surely job yeah but i feel like people now if you work in that yeah Yeah. and also like there's no way your name would be tied to that like there would probably be a number in your social security and there would be no way to connect you to them yeah she's chill about it yeah and then man when she uh when he shows her the broken mirror that she has Oh, or my she gosh. shows him, and she's That's like, "That's my favorite scene." Yeah, and then she's like, "It he's reminds like, me of how I feel." Yes, I'm like fuck. That's so good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's my favorite scene in the movie. And the way you see the light of, like, the mirror shining on his face and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, that's such a good scene. Um, And he's, like, so shaken up, and she, like, doesn't really notice at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Uh, I guess. Okay, I'll talk about the part where. So this is after when he's like trying to help Fran and rehabilitate her. Um, he like makes spaghetti and he strains it using a tennis racket. And I thought yeah. that was like, I don't know, that was like so funny and like kind of clever. And yeah. then I have a oh. little thing about or go ahead what was it? i was just gonna say all the moments with the tennis racket and spaghetti are mm-hmm. like i don't know they're great and at the end when he's like just in his apartment alone or like near the end i guess um when he's like packing up his stuff and he's packing mm-hmm. up the tennis racket and there's like a straight piece of spaghetti on it oh i didn't notice that that's such a good or he's just like looking at it Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's such like a good touch. I feel yeah, like. it is. Um, I have two little tidbits. So um, Wilder didn't like people improvising, but he let Jack Lemmon do these two scenes improvised. And one was when he squirts the nasal spray across the room. That's so good. Yeah. And then that's like maybe the funniest moment for me. Yeah. Because he sure. says something that he said, What's like, never line? leaked out. Yeah. And right as he squeezes it and the stuff leaks out. Yeah. That's so perfect. And then apparently that was milk as well. In uh, there. Yeah. And then he also the part where he's singing while making spaghetti. That was also mm-hmm. improvised. That's great. And then, oh, and then you were talking about the art director and how he or they won an academy award right yeah yeah so basically for the office building that baxter works in um mm. i don't know if you saw oh, yeah this, but yeah they I, made the I desks was looking this up yeah they made the desks and the people progressively smaller and mm-hmm. then eventually like using kids in the background and then this like gave the effect that the place was super big. Yeah, was... and at the very back they used like wire operated cutouts. Yeah. Just like figures. And kids in suits and stuff. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... um Yeah, all the shots of the like the whole office. I don't know, there's something super interesting about those shots, I feel like. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um Oh, and you were talking about, you were talking about, um, the, like, how they would ad-lib stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and I was looking this up, and they would, they continued writing stuff during filming, um, but not to the degree that they'd, like, just let them improvise a ton, um, but, like, the card game, that Mm -hmm. whole sequence was, um, like, just added while they were filming it. 
Oh, okay, for sure. Um, I don't. I've never heard of that card game before, too. Which is yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a sign of the time. Um. Uh, let's see. I guess. So the part where the doctor like tries to um. I don't know how would you say it like rehabilitate her and like bring her yeah. back. Um, apparently that was like an actual practice back then and how they did it. Oh yeah. And then there was That'd doctors cool. on set and they're like, he needs to slap her harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Wilder That's was great. like, uh no. Yeah. And then the story that Baxter tells about how he almost killed himself. Oh yeah. Fuck that that was intense. Yeah, that's such a good scene because mm-hmm. he plays it off. He's like, I don't know, the way he talks about it is so nonchalant. Yeah, and it like completely changes. I feel like how we look at him as a character mm-hmm. because like the whole time we're like, oh, this guy's kind of sad and lonely, but then like the fact that he had something that like, I guess, dramatic in his past sort of Mm -hmm. recontextualizes that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, there are a lot of those moments. I feel like this, like the screenplay is full of just lines that just like really hit. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's a scene where she's saying, um, yeah, all of Fran's lines, especially there are so Mm many, um, like, there's a scene when she's talking to Baxter, and she's like, if only I could fall in, in love with a guy like you. And then he's just, like, standing there all sad. <laughs> um, and then when she goes to the apartment with Sheldrake for, like, mm-hmm. the Christmas party thing, mm-hmm. um, she has this line that's something along the lines of, like, um, I should have learned by now that I should never wear mascara when I'm going out with a married man. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's man. such a good line. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, for sure. And I feel like that contributes to, like, the rewatchability of this movie. Because there's, like, so many gems like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I had something in mind. I'll think of it, but you can go ahead. Um, well, I was going to ask you, like, I don't know what makes you, since we're talking about rewatchability, what keeps you from coming back or keeps you coming back? Um, I don't know. Is it like, like, is it at this point, like just tradition to just watch it? Kind of. Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies where I'm like, oh, if I'm like, especially around the holidays, um, this is, it just feels like a tradition kind of at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely one of like the go-to movies I think of when I want to like rewatch a favorite of mine mm-hmm. because it sort of has that like nostalgic emotion to it. For you sure. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. It's just, mm. yeah, it's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, the most recent time it was because I had just rewatched Sunset Boulevard, and then I was like, "Man, Billy Wilder is the best." And then I rewatched this as well. Oh yeah, and then I just saw um, some like a hot, and then yeah, um, and then right after they made this, so that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And it's it's kind of insane how different those three movies are. Yeah. Because they're like, and then once you watch more of his movies, like Double Indemnity is the other mm-hmm. big one. Um, and they're like entirely different genres. You know, yeah, like some so. like a hot is a straight up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the apartment's like kind of a comedy, but more of a romance. Yeah. And then I guess some like it hot is a romance. Yeah. Um, but that has more emphasis on the comedy, I guess. For sure. Um, and then Sunset Boulevard is like a suspense thriller type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing interesting also that I learned about some like it hot is that like most comedies during that era were colored films uh, yeah and then yet that one was black and white and i feel like cool. yeah yeah i feel like it adds to it because there are serious moments in that movie yeah for sure and, yeah i i don't know billy wide B- billy wilder is a cool guy i guess yeah is i don't know <clears throat> yeah just his the way he writes screenplays is like I think pretty much like the most realistic screenplays from like old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with this one with the apartment. Um, I feel like it's just like, it's a lot, it feels ahead of its time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way, like it deals with loneliness and stuff like that in a similar way to something like, um, or like with a similar feel, I guess, with something like Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Um, and that, I don't know. I don't think there's anything from that time period that really feels like that. Yeah, I guess not. And then the way it deals with like depression and suicide, I'm sure was. Yeah not common in, yeah. in that time I feel like um, cause I was I don't know where I was maybe it was on Wikipedia but it was saying how this movie was kind of like so so critically um, reviewed like some people really loved it and some people didn't really care for it and that was okay. probably why they didn't really care for it yeah of, I can see that yeah and then Let's see. Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, what did? I'm. We kind of covered this already. Um. But did you have any other like favorite scenes? Um. Yeah, for sure. 
um, the scene where they're at the New Year's party, or or was it the Christmas party where uh, she In gets told, yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas party. Okay, yeah, the Christmas party where um, Fran uh, learns that she's not like the first or the only one. Yeah. I don't know, like that really like hit me, and I was like, oh, that's what this movie's leading to, and like this is what yeah. this is about. And then it's like moments afterwards, the moment with the broken mirror. Yeah. It's like the same sequence. Yeah, like that, oh. those 20 minutes from the broken mirror, or maybe it's like 30 minutes to when she tries to kill herself is maybe like the best, I don't know, chunk in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also the very end is super good when she realizes like, uh, Baxter loves her, and then she comes running back to his apartment. Yeah, the um, the scene when they're at the restaurant mm-hmm. is at the end. Um, when she and Sheldrake are there, or both the restaurant scenes, yeah, are great. But the second one especially, um, when he like just turns around and she's gone. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, she hears the champagne bottle, um, I guess, open. Yeah. Like the cork. Cork. Yeah, shoot out. And she thinks he's killed himself. Yeah. That's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, for sure. Um... Especially because she, like, never explains, like, it never explains it. Mm-hmm. She just comes out with the bottle. Yeah. And she's all relieved. Um, and then like the very, just like that scene is great, um, where she's just like dealing with cards. Yeah. And they, yeah, they resume the game. Yeah. And then. So what did you think about the doctor, his neighbor? Um, I thought he was cool. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I he's just one of my like one of the better characters in it, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Well, like there are some good moments with him. I I don't know. I was kind of frustrated that Baxter wouldn't tell him the truth and was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I'm the reason why she killed herself." And I'm like, I don't know why would anyone lie to say this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's no like, real reason for it. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I guess because... Just to not involve the boss, probably. Oh, yeah, duh. I don't know, but it just... I don't know, maybe there's another way. I just felt like if I were in that predicament, like, I don't know, I couldn't just be like, oh, yeah, she's the reason why. Oh, Or yeah. I'm the reason why she killed herself. I don't know, it was just super, yeah. like... But I guess he's a super selfless guy, so... Yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah, there are a few moments with the doctor that I really like. The moment near the end when he like asks him for ice or something. Mhm. Um and then he invites him to the party. Uh that's just a nice moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when he says like he's 
um, like when when he says he was there as a neighbor rather than a doctor. Oh yeah, um, that was really great. Yeah. Okay, I. Okay, I don't know you. Let's see how I don't know how you'll take this question, but okay. if you were in Bax's situation, would you also allow like your managers and bosses to like? use your apartment in that way um so at the point where we meet him he's like already into this routine mm-hmm. so it's, i feel i feel like if i had already established that as a thing i would probably just like him i'd kind of continue to let it happen but i yeah. don't think i'd ever get to the point where i'd have that idea and put it in into place yeah you know mm-hmm what about you? I don't I don't know. Part of me is like not for the I don't know, because it's obviously really bad to just allow people to cheat on their wives and whatnot, or the inverse. But part of me is I don't know. Kinda likes the idea of people using my apartment and then I just like wreak benefits from it. I don't know. It's kinda like um what is that? Um fudge i forgot the service but where you let people use your apartment to live and then you kind of like like an it? airbnb yeah like an airbnb i don't know i kind of like that idea yeah well, obviously that's kind of cool a little different but yeah um, and you meant okay so you mentioned like the people cheating on their wives i feel like mm-hmm. that's also another strength of this movie is the way it discusses like misogyny in the workplace Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, there's a moment when Fran is talking to one of the guys and she says she'd like cut off her his hand if he slapped her again. Mm-hmm. Like with the elevator door. Oh, yeah. And that's just a good moment, I feel like. And there's like lots of moments um, like that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um... Hmm. Oh, also Um, one of my favorite scenes is when he quits his job. Oh, yeah, that's super good. Um, And he gives him the key and he's like, hold on, this is the key to the washroom. Um, And just the line, like when he says, I've decided to be a human being. Yeah, that's so good. That is super good. Um, also, um, oh, never mind. Hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything else to talk about? I'm kind of. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, for the most part, I think that's it. Yeah, I think I got everything. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about like the movies you've seen in the past like week or so? Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Actually, there's one we have to talk about because you watched it recently, mm-hmm. and I rewatched it a couple of days ago. Oh, what um, is it? The rules of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. We should. Uh, scores for the apartment. 
Oh, okay. Um, what a f- I gave it a four and a half. And then in my letterbox, I said, um, I wasn't sure what was going to happen in the beginning. And I didn't care if it was happening too much. But after around 30 minutes, it picks up and it's perfect from there on out. Also, when he says, when she says it's broken, just like how I feel, damn. Um, so yeah, so like, like I was saying earlier, like, I don't, the movie was kind of, I don't know, kind of going in weird places or not weird places, but I I don't know. I wasn't like super enthralled with it, but then once, um, I don't know. I can't remember what exactly happened at that like 30 minute mark. Yeah. I think it was, you find out, um, Fran and Sheldrick were together. Yeah. I think at that point I was like, oh, okay, I understand like what's happening in this movie and like where this could possibly go. Yeah. And, so like, I have the... a question about that. Did you piece together that they were together like the couple scenes before you see them together? Um... Because like when when he's like, Oh, I'm gonna use your apartment tonight, and then when she's like, I'm gonna meet a guy, did you piece that together then? No, I didn't. Okay. Cause I don't remember how I figured it out when I first saw it but I always am curious whether like I don't know when people figure that out mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I figured it out when you see him at the restaurant yeah okay and then um, yeah that's a super cool like triangle a love triangle because he got the tickets that he's inviting her to from Sheldrick yeah yeah that's so good Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I don't know, what are your scores? Or like throughout the years, has the rating changed or um so yeah, it's always been a five for me, I think. But when I first saw it, probably less so. I feel like when I first saw it, I liked it a lot and I just gave it a five out of like, oh, it's a classic and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? But then like once I saw it probably the second time it was like solidly a five for sure um yeah this is like a i don't know yeah this is like a top 20 or 25 of all time for me oh does it actually rank somewhere around there yeah i think it's at like number 24 right now that's awesome um okay so out of the Billy Wilder movies you've seen, how would you rank them, do you think? Um, let's see. I think it's Sunset Boulevard, then The Apartment, then Some Like It Hot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, for me, Sunset Boulevard and The Apartment are interchangeable as his top mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, one, when I first had seen um, like when I'd seen them both just once, I for mm-hmm. sure preferred Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the apartment has just had like a bigger emotional impact on me. So for like sure. over time, I think that's I prefer it slightly. Yeah, I think the plot of the apartment and Sunset Boulevard are way beyond some like it hot. Yeah, but if... for sure. But if you were to ask me which I want to see again right now, it'd probably be 
between some like a hot in Sunset Boulevard. I don't know, like yeah, no, I get that. Okay, yeah, because like they're just more watchable movies on like at any given time. Because mm-hmm. one's like intriguing and the others funny. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I guess this one has like a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then okay, so you wanted to talk about um the rules of the s- game. Yeah, and I just saw it like two days ago. Yeah. And I watched it like I rewatched it I think maybe three days ago. Oh, okay. Oh, that's kind of perfect t- um yeah, timing. I- no idea you were gonna watch it yeah so i watched it for my film history class yeah and um i don't know i didn't write anything in letterbox yeah. i didn't have like yeah because i didn't really have anything to say but um what did i i gave it a four yeah a four okay um i don't know i don't know do you have questions for me about it I um guess? I guess just what you thought in general, but if you didn't have any other thoughts, I guess I have some stuff to say about it. Yeah, maybe if you go, I'll have, I can think of more things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I hadn't seen this in like two years, I think, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's definitely one of those movies, um, that like, so this used to be a five for me mm-hmm. um, because it's like a classic and it's like one of the most influential movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was re-watch, rewatching stuff this week that I had like given like those automatic fives that I was thinking maybe wouldn't like deserve yeah. them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I rewatched this and Rashomon and Persona. And Rashomon okay. and Persona pretty much still deserve them. Okay, sweet. Um, but I gave Rashomon a 4.5, but like a very high one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the rules of the game is definitely not a 5. Yeah. I I brought it down to a 4. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's good. Um, yeah, I, I. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's especially profound in any way, though. Yeah, it's like I don't know, super like about the bourgeoisie, like class, and like I don't know, and like yeah. their struggles, I guess. And it, I don't know. It wasn't super. I like, think compelling. It's... I don't know. Like, I think the satire is good. Yeah. And I think, like, there's a lot of good energy to mm-hmm. it. Like, the whole sequence where, like, everybody's chasing each other around the house. Yeah. Is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really love any of the characters, though. Yeah, that's... Or probably, I should say, I don't like any of the characters. Yeah, I feel the like, same. Like, they're kind of all awful. Yeah. Um, except for the the maid, mm-hmm. Lizette, I think is her name. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Other than her, 
everyone's like some of the characters are good as characters, but they're not good as people. Yeah. Um, and then some of the characters are just boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the pilot guy, I like totally did not care for him. Yeah, the pilot guy and the main girl, Christine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're bland. Yeah, they're yeah, they're super boring. Um, but then the husband, yeah, like the main guy, mm-hmm. is like a more compelling character. And then I don't remember his name, but he kind of has. I don't know he's like the broader guy. Oh, you know Yeah, maybe I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's. I, I thought he was kind of interesting too. Yeah. He's like the funniest one, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but also, what wasn't he her cousin? Did I get um, that right? Or they probably, just grew up together? I think they grew up together. Maybe her cousin, like some number of times removed, or not removed, oh, okay. like some, like fourth cousin or something. Yeah, because like once they start making out, I was like, wait, what? And then yeah. I don't know. It that kind of came out of nowhere and like everyone's in love with her. And I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I still love that movie. Yeah. But it was yeah, I don't know. It's not so crazily compelling or smart that I felt it was still even close to a 5. Mhm. Um but I think you said this in your review, like the camera movements are like really good. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, especially for 1939, I think. Yeah, and there are some scenes that, like, like the hunting scene, Mm -hmm. there's something about that that just works so well. Oh, really? I was kind of bored during the hunting scene. Oh, I like the, I don't know, maybe just the visuals. Like, I like the idea of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, when they like, all hang out in the hallway, like before they're going to bed, and they're all just like, "Oh yeah," wandering yeah. around. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, and then the play where, um, they're like I don't know weird mountain people, and then they're and oh, then the yeah. bear, and then they're also like skeletons and ghosts. I thought the skeleton yeah. and ghost part was awesome. Yeah. I like that, and I like the bit when, um, when Christine runs off with the other guy, mm-hmm. and then when Schumacher is searching for the, like the newly hired guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. But I'm yeah. also kind of confused. Like, um, you said I think the maid. She was, like, into the newly hired guy, right? Yeah. And and then, like, Schumacher, like, kept chasing him around. And I kind of felt bad for him. I was like, why isn't, yeah, like, your wife is, like, just cheating on you? Or not really cheating, but, like, flirting with this other guy. Like, that's yeah super frustrating. No, I feel bad for both of them, I feel like. Because, or I don't know if I feel bad for the... Um, like the poacher guy. Yeah. But you're definitely more sympathetic 
towards him just because you've spent more time with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's a scene like when they're together. That's, I don't know, they're two of the more compelling characters. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I feel like the ending should feel like it is like crazy and a surprise and stuff. But I feel like it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Um, another movie I saw recently, um, yeah. Vice. Oh yeah. Okay. Tell tell me everything you think about it, please. Um, so I kind of wrote it in my review, but like I don't know, like watching the whole movie and just thinking like people actually think this way. Yeah. People, it's kind of like scary. Yeah. I think you said that in your review too. Like it's super scary knowing like when we were growing up, all this was yeah. happening. Yeah, for sure. Like thinking about like, Oh, I was just like a kid chilling, mm-hmm. but like Dick Cheney's starting wars and like stuff. I don't know. It's yeah. depressing. Yeah. And then his last monologue at the very end where he's like, don't you dare criticize me because I did this for your safety. And I was like, bro, where are you lying? Yeah. I Did you like that scene? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was good in terms of like conveying the message. Okay. Because maybe I was just too tired at this point or something. But in my mind, that's that feels like the scene that's like the least good i don't know oh, really? I it's not bad but i felt like maybe i was tired at the time i don't know it felt like once he broke the fourth wall it felt like it was supposed to be like a big deal but i kind of mm-hmm. didn't care hmm. um yeah i don't know I, it's so it's super into um adam mckay's like directing so i wasn't like thrown off too much i guess yeah yeah i get that Um, okay um who's besides christian bale who's your favorite who gave your favorite performance in the movie um i don't know i really like i don't know if he's my favorite or if he does it particularly well but i love steve carell's performance Okay, yeah, because Sam Rockwell got a supporting actor nomination. Oh, what? Really? And he's in like one scene. Yeah, he's in like. And he's not that good in it either. Yeah, he's in like two, three scenes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still. F- I mean, it's more funny because I think um, George W. Bush is just a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, but... he's, he plays him being an idiot well yeah but i would have much preferred steve carell to get a nomination for that character mm-hmm. did that... amy adams get nominated yeah she did okay um she's good in it i don't know none of the performances are that good in my opinion yeah like even christian bale like he's decent but like mm-hmm especially in terms of other Christian Bale performances, I feel like it's pretty average. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... 
it's weird with Christian Bale. I feel like people just look at the fact that he keeps going through body transformations. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and make that like a good a actor thing. thing. Yeah, a good actor thing, and I'm not convinced. And it's like it's impressive and stuff. Yeah, but I don't think he's that good in that movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What did you rate it? You gave it a three point five, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So yeah, when I initially saw it, it was a three point five, and now I, I've only seen it once, but just thinking back on it, I'd probably give it a three. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like it's pretty forgettable. Yeah. Um. Plus, having seen the Big Short, which I thoroughly hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have less respect for Adam McKay, mm-hmm. and I don't really like his style. Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen The Big Short, have you? No, I've seen like maybe twenty minutes, and then I didn't care for it. Okay. Um, but I love the fake credits, and I also love the oh, uh, what's his name? The Jesse Plemons part yeah. where he's narrating. And okay, like, we're related. And I was like, what? And then yeah. you realize how. And I was like, oh, that's kind of awesome. I love that. Yeah. Part. Okay. That's my favorite thing about the movie mm-hmm. is probably the Jesse Plemons moments. Yeah. Because you're like, who's this guy? And mm-hmm. then like once you realize that's so cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um. Also, I thought it was interesting. I didn't know this, but like Dick Cheney didn't want to be. Uh, the vice president, because he was like, oh, this is a shitty job. But yeah. then how he, like, realizes the advantage of it, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is or, cool. Or, like, not cool, but, like, on a historical basis. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And then another interesting thing is, like, how he manipulates the stupidity of Bush yeah. to, like, get more power. Mm-hmm. Like, that scene um, when Bush is eating the chicken... And, yeah. and he's like telling him all the things he wants to be in charge of mm-hmm. and he kind of just goes along with it yeah that's such an interesting scene yeah like I knew um, before watching this movie that like uh, George W. Bush wasn't like the brightest of our presidents but like yeah. I don't know just to see that portrayed on screen was like I don't know I think it was neat yeah um let's see um and then you watched um oh i thought i had something in mind you watched something else good this week um i saw what did i oh i saw book smart oh okay let's talk about that i God, I fucking love this movie. Um, it's so good. Yeah, and then I, and I remember, I got Ab- or I was just gonna say, I got Abby to watch it. Oh, okay. What did she think? Uh, she really liked it as well. She hasn't okay. written a review yet, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I remember when it came out, and I was talking about how excited I was. You were like, "No, that looks dumb." Yeah, and I'm like, "No." Yeah, because. I was thinking it was just like another, um, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I can't think of why it didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I just saw compared it to like a Netflix original movie. Yeah, that's totally what I thought of it. And then I saw um, Beanie Feldstein. I was like, is this just like another trying to be Lady Bird type of thing? Yeah. And it kind of threw me off. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." But um, no, this is like super different and like way unique. Yeah, it genuinely feels so. Like it's not, it's been compared to Superbad a lot, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um. But I feel like it's a totally different energy than Superbad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I need to see it again, because I've only seen it once. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and I love, like, all the... I don't know. I, I kept calling it, like, fantasy slash, like, fantastical parts. Where, yeah. like, the fact that everyone got into an Ivy League... Um, the yeah. part where they are dolls and like um, the part where she's dancing with what's his name um, is his name Jason or uh, Jordan something like that yeah no I don't know the oh Nick I think yeah Nick oh. the her like a uh, vice president in yeah the school what is that called uh um, like student body office yeah his, yeah his yeah her vice president student body office when um they're dancing i really like those parts where it's like you just have to like put yourself in like a mindset like oh this isn't actually happening but like this is yeah. progressing the story and yeah. then i was kind of sad that um abby didn't she like didn't like those parts Oh, but, yeah! I really love those parts. Okay, yeah, I like, um, I like the bit with their argument, and then it like the words, like you can't. Yeah, it goes silent. Music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the bit with the swimming pool, like the underwater shots. Yeah, are so nice looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like all the supporting characters are just insanely compelling. Yeah, for sure. Like, it feels like such a whole... Like, it feels like lots of real people you'd actually know in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and then everyone kind of has their conclusion. Like, the... Yeah. I forgot his name, but the fuckboy character or whatever. Yeah. He, like, when he sits down and talks to... um, um, What's her name? Uh, Molly? when he talks to her and it's like or no who did or does he talk to amy um which one's which amy is caitlin denver and molly is beanie feldstein i think he talks to molly yeah about how like oh i never did have sex with a prostitute and yeah that's such a good scene yeah um yeah, and then the scene with um, Amy and the other girl when they um, when they're in the bathroom. Oh yeah, that's such a great scene. Yeah, and then like later when they're at her house. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that scene's really funny. And then, 
also the like the very end when it's like a super awkward we're leaving each other and we won't see each other in forever moment and then oh yeah and then it switches around it's like let's go get pancakes yeah i love that so much yeah that was a great ending yeah that's yeah such a fantastic ending and then um i don't know i really love the gg character the yeah extravagant girl who just like great yeah um and then i don't know yeah every character like could have their own movie i feel like yeah they all feel like fleshed out people yeah like the i was about to say the theater kids those two guys yeah they're kind of amazing too yeah and the kid with the long hair feels like a real guy yeah um Uh, yeah i he's in a few movies i've seen and he's always has like a like really charming performance that's cool yeah oh and he's in the show fudge what is it it's on netflix it's like um american it's like a mockumentary and he's in the first season and it's so good um dang what is it called Um. Yeah, uh, American Vandal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's in that, and he's so good in that. Um, yes. but yeah. Uh, let's see what else. W- what else have you seen? Oh, yeah. You said you saw Persona. Yeah, I watched a an insane amount of stuff. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. Okay, I guess the best ones. Um, I'll sort of go over. Um, oh, so I showed Uncut Gems to my parents. Oh. And that was great. Yeah, did they dig it? Yeah, they were, they were into it. That's awesome. And I'm so happy about that. Mm -hmm. Because I was worried they'd be like, no, this is dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie's so good. Um, um yeah. Um let's see. And then okay, so probably my favorite movie I watched for the first time over the past couple of weeks is The Lovers on the Bridge. Hmm. Um Yeah, so it's from 1991 directed by Leos Carix. He's the guy who made Holy Motors. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched two of his movies. Um, one is called Move a Song, which is on the Criterion mm-hmm. Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fantastic. And then The Lovers on the Bridge, um, and that was also fantastic. Um, yeah, he's just such a weird, unique filmmaker. And both of those were like very, very interesting, especially knowing that Holy Motors, I feel like, is a lot about, like, how he feels old and and stuff now. Yeah. Whereas, like, these were very much about, like, feeling young and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Each of them feels so specific to the age he made them at. That's cool. Which is very cool. 
Um, okay, another movie I saw for the first time that like I keep watching like new video essays about like every day, and I'm like, I don't know, I can't like I'm, I don't know, I just love how. I don't know. I just love what the movie is. Is um, uh-huh. when Harry met Sally. Okay, yeah, I I saw your review of that, and I was so happy to see that you watched that. Yeah, and so good. Yeah, and like it's always. It seems like a lot of people compare it to, or especially when it came out to Annie Hall. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's like kind of, in my opinion, I think I like it more than Annie Hall. I just okay. I love this movie. Yeah. It's so great. Mm-hmm. It's so, I don't know. I probably prefer Annie Hall. I feel like there's more in Annie Hall that I take like seriously. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, when Harry Met Sally is more charming mm-hmm. and probably sadder. Yeah. Um. I don't, I think the fact that the way, Harry Met Sally like goes through um, the years, and like yeah. I feel like a lot of my issues with romantic comedies or just romantic movies is that it progresses too fast, and then this just seems like I don't know. I get a it has a real good sense of time, and I don't know. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that ending at the New Year's party mm-hmm. is like close to a perfect ending, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it Harry's monologue me, is yeah, awesome. so good. Mm-hmm. The line, oh, what is it? She's like, then why are you here? Because it's New Year's and stuff. And he's like, no, I'm here because when you realize who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, I cried to this movie. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, that moment, so good. And mm-hmm. I was like... I don't want to say I was sobbing because I don't remember how much I was crying. Yeah. But there were definitely tears. For sure. Which yeah, is weird. Then... It's like, it's such a not serious movie mm-hmm. until they sleep together. Yeah. And then like, just all their interactions are so awful and awkward and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so depressing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not like awfully depressing, but it, I don't know. It kind of gets to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a movie you should watch because uh-huh. I want to know your opinion on it is The Art of Self-Defense. Okay, yeah. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just the, watched it. Yeah, I've been meaning to see that and I just have never gotten around to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious what you'll think about it. So, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, a couple movies you should see that are both on the Criterion channel. Um, so the first one is Orlando. Okay. Um, from 1992. Um, so it has Tilda Swinton in it Mm. as like the lead role, but she's playing a man. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like a period piece kind uh it's hard to describe it's like kind of a period romance with like elements of fantasy um and it's kind of about like 
gender and gender identity and stuff. And it's very, very interesting. Okay, sweet. Um, that was for sure one of my favorite movies that I saw recently. Um, and then, sorry, I'm yawning. Okay, and then I watched one this morning called The Swimmer. That's on the Criterion channel. Okay. And it's it's kind of insane. So it's about this guy. It's from the 60s, 1968. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about this guy who basically realizes that like all his neighbors have swimming pools. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm going to swim home. But just like going from yard to yard and swimming mm-hmm. a lap across each swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird premise, but it's it ends up being like this weird existential, like it's it's very trippy, and yeah, it's that like sounds existential, and um, it's kind of like this thing about like the male ego, and like the American dream and everything. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I would want to do a double feature of that and the graduate one time. Okay, that's because I cool. feel like they're similar in terms of like themes and visuals. And then when did the graduate come out? Nineteen sixty-seven. Oh yeah, so right around the same time. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I don't know. I was looking at Orlando on Letterboxd and it reminded me of this other movie about some queen of England. I don't, I'm trying to figure out what it is. Hopefully you'll know what it is. It's Um, like, she's a queen of England. And then like, it like, obviously she has like, or maybe she has red hair. So I thought it was Tilda Swinton, but it's not. Anyway, she like goes through life and she like doesn't die. And she's like almost immortal. I don't Wait, know. have it's... you seen this movie? Yeah. Oh, it's Orlando. Oh, what? And she Is switches it? gender? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw this as a kid. Okay. Okay, but I'll still rewatch it because I don't remember much. Okay, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. It's so though. good. I was like blown away by it because I went in being like, oh, this will be cool. Mm-hmm. But it's genuinely like one of the most underrated movies I think I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, yeah, it's so good. Um, and then I think the same applies to the swimmer. Very, very oh. underrated. Okay. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Um, Okay, what movie should we do for the next podcast? Okay, I have a couple ideas. Um, if we want to discuss them right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, so or I have like a couple main ideas and then a ton of other ideas. Okay. I was thinking something on the Criterion channel. All right. Um, so I was thinking either like. Uh, High and Low, which is a Kurosawa movie, mm-hmm. or Come and See if you're feeling up to something that brutal. Uh, hmm. Um, but then other than that, 
So Abby was asking me for recommendations yesterday. Yeah. And I recommended The Handmaiden to her. Oh, okay, yeah. And I thought we could watch that. Hmm. So whichever of those sounds. Uh, Well, okay, I haven't seen a Russian movie. This is Russian, right? Come and see. Come and see, yeah. Do you think it'd be a good introduction into Russian cinema? I guess I've seen Potemkin, but you think so? I would think so, yeah. Okay, then yeah, let's watch. Yeah, we'll watch Come and See. Because that's the one I was leaning towards. But Mm -hmm. like, it's obviously very depressing. And I was like, if we're not feeling up for something like that, then we can do something else. But I was thinking with um, High and Low we would probably want to do that when we're like gonna watch a few Kurosawa's mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like do consecutive episodes on like multiple of his movies. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. Okay. Come and see for the next one. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, uh, then do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I was gonna recommend uh so much has happened this week that i feel like this was so long ago that i was like this is the thing i could recommend Mm -hmm. um but i'm gonna recommend the kate bush album hounds of love i was listening to it uh like a week ago and i was like this is good yeah all right i also have um an album to recommend well it's more an artist uh the avalanches they're like a australian group Uh i don't know how to describe their music it's like i don't know using a lot of samples and like it's like pop hip-hop and like jazz inspired um they just released like two singles and i think they have a new album on the way which is exciting but uh yeah, their album Wildflower that came out in 2016 is like I recommend that the most probably. Okay. Oh, okay. Speaking of music, I have one more movie recommendation. Okay. I was rewatching Stop Making Sense, the Talking mm-hmm. Heads concert film. Yeah. It's like the I literally can't think of like a better thing that exists. It's so good. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's. I hesitate putting it like high up on my list mm-hmm. of all time just because it's a concert film. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like top 100. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I was just rewatching it and having a jam. That's also on the Criterion channel if you want to check it out. Okay, yeah, I should. Um, but then it's also free on YouTube. And I think it's on Amazon Prime, but I could be wrong. So it's lots of places. Okay, exciting. Yeah. All right. I think that concludes um, episode four of the Uninitiated Podcast. And um, I guess check back and we'll we'll have recorded um, Come and See. Oh, wait. Come and see. No, I guess it doesn't work. Come and listen to us talk about come and see. 
<laughs> if this were a YouTube channel, we could make that pun better. Yeah. For the last. Um, I guess we could start uploading these on YouTube. That is a possibility. I guess.